Welcome to Hanover Sparks CEO Podcast, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the President and CEO of Hanover Spark. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Uh, joining me today is Michael Bickers, Regional President of PNC Bank here in Michigan. With over 30 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael has held various leadership positions within PNC Bank since joining in 1990. He has extensive experience in commercial and retail banking and served as the retail market manager for Detroit from 2006 to 2018. In his current role, Michael is PNC's lead banker in Southeast Michigan and chairs the local PNC Foundation. He is actively involved in the business community, serving on the boards of organizations such as Business Leaders of Michigan, the Detroit Economic Club, Detroit Regional Chamber, Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and the Downtown Detroit Partnership. Michael is also a member of PNC's Corporate Talent and Diversity Council. Michael, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be with you, Paul. Well, great. Um, got got some questions. You know, what we like to do is is uh, uh, share with our audience more about uh, a key partner like PNC for Spark. So, let me like kind of just kick off on that. One of one of Spark's main focuses, you know, in our in our work program. Um, is entrepreneurship and innovation. And I know the PNC uh, contributes to fostering entrepreneurship and innovation. And I was wondering if you could share some specific programs and initiatives that you have been implementing to support startups and small businesses. That's a great question, Paul. First, thanks for having me. So across our footprint, we have relationships with over a million small businesses throughout our footprint. And, and as a national Main Street Bank, as you've heard me talk about, what we do be, inside of that is offer entrepreneurs insight and guidance on how to do everything from registering their businesses to getting a federal tax ID. All these things seem pretty basic to some, but turns out a lot of people need help. All the way to funding a startup. Uh, we have experts that we built out and hired since the pandemic, actually, that are always available uh, to help with business planning, uh, growth uh, and finance and, and well-being and, and operational technical assistance. Uh, those are the types of services that we provide. Well, that's, that's fabulous because it's very similar to our work program in the sense that we know, and I mean, the number that you just shared, you know, million is, is, is amazing. Uh, but we do, like you say, we, in our work, we know that many times it's, it's that little basic help, like you said, tax ID number, um, you know, helping them set up uh, a marketing plan or something like that, that is really critical for that business moving forward. Because uh, they may have a great idea or a great product, but those basic business uh, support things can sometimes be where they where they where they stumble. So that's that's fabulous that you guys have those kind of resources available. I know I know also that you and the bank uh, have a strong commitment to corporate social responsibility. Um, how does that commitment translate into the, your activities? And are there any specific social impact projects or initiatives that you're particularly proud of? Great. I, you know, Paul, the thing is, I've been around a long time and, and I've seen program after program get announced and you can't tell or measure what's happened. The community, you know, once it's become a hot item to talk about, you know, the accountability sometimes kind of fades. And we wanted to make certain that that did not happen. For example, in late 2021, uh, the PNC Foundation announced a five year, $17 million grant to Howard University 
to create a center for entrepreneurship education and research with the goal to serve the nation's network of 101 historically black colleges, universities, and their communities. Now, that grant is part of our four-year community benefits plan. And me, Michael Bickers, I'm responsible for me and my team delivering that plan throughout Southeast Michigan, which the company as a whole will invest around $88 billion in loans, investments, and other financial support, really to benefit low and moderate income people and families and communities, uh, uh, people in communities of color, underserved neighborhoods, underserved schools and the like. And so just last year, we also launched our minority business development group. They happen to sit right around the corner from me. And that was created to help prepare minority owned businesses for effective growth, development and sustainability. And that group is run by a good friend of mine, Marshallin O'Neill. I hope you can meet her soon. Mm -hmm. Again, she's based right here. And so what I have seen are uh, uh, programs, when you talk about minority business, Paul, in particular, is the focus is always like 100% on a loan. And that's a mistake. It's got to be wraparound. It's got to be about technical assistance, operations, billing, communication systems, process, all of that stuff, talent retention. So we've tried to build it out such that we wrap around sort of the capital access piece. And we think it'll make, help businesses be more successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's really interesting because I, I want to, sh to share with you, I just got off a call, you know, there's a, there's a, a group of us who are uh, trying to develop an application uh, to the federal government under the CHIPS Act for a, a tech hub designation. And one of the conversations that's important in that application, and I'm going to connect with the person you mentioned and with you, is how do we help uh, minority businesses participate in forming technology startups and helping, helping them grow in Southeast Michigan? And one of the things that we've been talking about is just what you said. How do you help them as a business, not just in the financing side, but how do you help them as a business? So I'm going to follow up with you on, on that one. Thank you. Um, yeah. So how does PNC Bank support workforce development and talent retention? Are there any educational training programs that you sponsor? You talked about this minority business effort, but is, are there others that you, you want to share or did you collaborate on relative to um, the workforce in the community? Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's great. You know, it's, it's great to be able to talk about the stuff that we're doing with all our various partners. So we just here for Detroit uh, market committed a million dollars to bring the national nonprofit, they're called En-ROADS, uh, in caps, one word, and their College Links program, bring it to Metro Detroit this fall for the first time. College Links is designed to help prepare ethnically diverse high school students for post-secondary education and successful careers. The program will also create a pipeline of talent for employers and foster more diverse workplaces. Uh, En-ROADS is based out of St. Louis. They have over 30,000 alumni and serves more than 4,000 students in cities uh, around the country. And that really complements our $500 million Grow Up Great program, as you know, where our focus on, is on children from the ages of zero to five, that early, early childhood sort okay. of development piece. We think combining young people with pre-K children. So what we're trying to do, Paul, is take it from sort of that birth almost to right through college and mm -hmm. just go sort of shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder support, because that's what we think future talent has to come from, obviously. 
Okay, that makes that makes tremendous sense. And it, one of the things again, I'm referencing this other project we're working on is that that's part of, part of one of the concepts is how do uh, we prepare the 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 community diverse populations to fully participate, you know, in the growth of the economy uh, in general. So th those are super initiatives. I really, really appreciate you sharing that. And, and it kind of relates to the, the the second of the final questions here is, you know, it, you've already kind of articulated, but mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to the importance of diversity and inclusion in economic development? And, and maybe there are some other initiatives that you might want to share about how PNC is promoting diversity and inclusion within your own operations and, and in initiatives that you support. Yeah, that, that, great. I, that, that'd be great. So, you know, I think every company or organization probably has um, as a part of their five, six, seven sort of core values or mission statements, you will see diversity and inclusion. And I can tell you personally that this journey in earnest started for us around here, probably around 1992, I would say, with uh, the Rodney King sort of episode and, and that painful piece of it. So it goes back a long way for us. The fact of the matter is being African-American myself, I know what a big help it was for me to have so many people in the company supporting me. Uh, it was like a village that sort of held me up to coach and mentor and guide. And we have to do that for everybody, no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from. We need to create an environment where everybody feels comfortable, where they can contribute, they can thrive, take care of their families, give back to the community. If you don't, I can't have an employee base that doesn't look like the communities in which we serve, right. because that means there's a whole lot of people that aren't going to be comfortable when they right. come visit our branches or our offices. So that's why it's important to us, especially when you look at the diversity that we're blessed with in Southeast Michigan. So we've implemented, when you think about even just Washna, um, with an official bank, by the way, of, of the University of Michigan and the fabulous students and faculty there. Uh, and we do a ton of work with them. That's why we built out the new branch on campus there years ago. Very proud of that relationship. For the past 10 years, we've sponsored the Leadership Crisis Challenge, uh, premier action-based learning experience that immerses its participants in simulated business and media crisis. Um, and we expect, obviously, for our kids over the next three years, we expect uh, many of them hopefully to come from uh, Ypsilanti when you start talking about inroads and college links. But you know what, Paul, I would also say, you know, kudos to you because um, you and I got pretty connected almost right away when I... Uh, became regional president a year ago, and you've made Ann Arbor Spark just a continued great partner for us. And so as another example, just sitting with you and your fabulous economic development team last week with my team around how do we do more to support housing, residential housing in Washington County. And you know what? You, me, and your team and mine, we're going to get that done over the next several years. So we're excited about it all. Yeah, because, you know, as you have a growing economy, which we do in this in in and around Ann Arbor, what becomes important is as more people come here, you want to be keeping the housing supply growing, because if you don't, then that does create new problems for uh, folks who may have lower incomes. Right? They they get priced out of the market, and then you have all kinds of other issues. So we're really excited about trying to find opportunities that we can bring to you and your team uh, that are great great projects, great deals. 
um, that, that can help us with, with that problem. And we really appreciated, you know, the fact that you came out and brought brought all your senior leaders uh, to talk with us. Um, and, and, and so that's kind of really the final question, and you kind of already touched on it. Um, you know, what when you when you look from your your perch, which I've been over to over there in the tower, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you look out you look out to the west uh, here uh, in in the overall region. What's your what is your perspective? What's your perception of um, Ann Arbor, Washtenaw County, and and its potential uh, as we move forward? You know, in in this in this you know the the, the second decade, you know, well we're actually in the third decade, I guess. Yeah. Of yeah. The twenty first century. What 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 do you when you look like you said you you've got a perspective because of the relationship with U of M, uh, but uh, I, I'm just wondering as we close out, what what do you what do you see as the future uh, in this part of uh, Southeast Michigan? Well, you know, it's it's two pieces because one's inside of, I would take it broadly for Southeast Mich Michigan, but as it relates to Ann Arbor and Washington in particular, we've been very sort of focused on making certain that, and I love all our communities, but we didn't want to give the perception to the marketplace that we only felt there were one or two communities that needed attention. All our communities need attention. And that includes Washington. And that's why I get into whether it's the small business support we offer or whether it's as we work together to have affordable housing, high value, high quality, by the way, affordable housing <laughs> in Washington and surrounding communities. And the, the but but the thing is what, what keeps me so excited is as you know, when you go back, if you start, if you consider the economy, economy to be tough right now with interest rates or the threat of recession or this or that. Here's the fact, Michigan itself, Southeast Michigan inside of that has never been stronger ever economically during difficult times. Normally we would be talking about, you know, General Motors, Ford, FCA slash Chrysler, laying off thousands of people, shedding plants everywhere, all of that would be the talk around Michigan. Instead, you've got each one of them announcing multi-billion dollar investments, what seems like every single month, if not every single week. And so I think we need to stay excited about that. That's why we shouldn't, I really think we ought to be more confident and actually more positive than some are right now, because I think Michigan is just the place to be. I don't need extreme weather. I don't think any business likes the threat of that. I don't need it to be 102 on the other end of it. So. You know, I, I just love our region. I think economically we're set. We've got some of the best universities, best workforce. That's why I know we can focus in on all our counties that need our help. And with you guys and your partnership, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, I think that's an important, important point to close on. I think um, having, having you've worked in other markets, um, I've worked around the country. And one of the things I think we don't, we don't tell our our story strongly enough. It's not that we don't tell our story, but I think that um, we have a really positive story um, to to tell the rest of the country and the world. And I think, you know, the work of one of our partners, the Detroit Regional Partnership, uh, now is a voice for us outwardly uh, to tell that story is really important. We do that ourselves, but we kind of really focus in on 
the technology side of the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's this whole phrase, Michigan nice, you know, that we we're, we're, we're humble and, you know, we compete yep. with some other regions that don't worry about their sort of bragging about who they are and what they do. And, and, but you're right. I think we have uh, we have a bright future ahead and I'm really pleased that we can be working with you and the bank um, to make that happen. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you guys' time today. You and Carly have been fantastic. Yeah, well, listen, thanks. Thank you for taking the time. You know, I know how busy you are and uh, we really appreciate you doing this. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. And I want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. For more information about Ann Arbor Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.